Welcome back to another podcast here with the Pastors of Desert Foothills. I'm Pastor Mark. And I'm Pastor Jeremy. Thanks for joining us. We like to look at news articles to try to tie in uh, some kind of analogy for a truth in our faith or, you know, some kind of, you know, shoehorn in sometimes. Yeah, just something that's real world that maybe corresponds with a scripture text that we see or vice versa. Yeah. But today it's going to be really easy to make the news article correspond to something with our faith because it actually is about faith. Yeah. But before we even get to that, first of all, maybe a couple thank yous. Uh, We actually have always said, you know, if somebody sees something that's interesting in the news, that they would like us to speak about, let us know, and we'll see if we can use it in our podcast. And actually, the article that we're looking at today, I think three people sent it to us to be able to review. Yeah, so from the Wall Street Journal, this is October 22nd, 2021, there's an article call, uh, titled, Are Internet Services As Good As Church? Mm. And this is obviously timely question. Uh, something that pastors, church leaders, and church members are contemplating, either uh, consciously or unconsciously, they're evaluating this question, uh, especially over the last year and a half. So this article is actually, I thought, it was really good. No, it's it's done and really done really well. It really considers kind of all the two sides, I guess. You know, is it better or is it not as good? Yeah. Those are basically kind of where you're going to fall, right? And maybe just a couple of statistics that it mentions in there just to bring our audience uh, alongside. It says that 75% of all evangelical Protestants in the U.S. attended church online during the pandemic. That's pretty, you know, a good number there if you're thinking about, you know, three out of every four people mm-hmm. that sits within our pew or within our chairs uh, is probably a part of that part of that group. It's a big increase. I would say before the pandemic probably 50 percent attended in person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any given yeah, you know interval period of time so part of this like something happened right and in that influx or that time during the pandemic when church services became more prevalent online or had to go online as it mentions in this article it changed people's attitude just like i think most of us being uh, normal human beings once we get used to something or something is easy for us, we seem to kind of fit that into our schedule and it seems to kind of stick a little bit. And also it's not a uniquely American thing. This is something that the church around the world is experiencing. The article even quotes a pastor in Uganda. Yeah, yeah. So that's super interesting. I thought that was great. That was a great tie-in to see that that's, you're right, it's this world event. It's not just this piece in the, in the U.S. But interestingly enough, it says that out of this, says we found that 45% of those who experienced online church services now believe that worship online is equal or superior to the in-person experience. So nearly half of everyone who watched online says it is it's equal to, you know, coming on a Sunday morning. And so maybe there we start to make a transition then as to some thoughts regarding what scripture would say about this or maybe uh, our thoughts from a pastoral realm on this well i would disagree okay okay i think it's it is an incredibly awesome tool and we're very blessed the, and this is to so have important this to tool, yes and we're very blessed to be able to receive uh, the gospel and worship in this way 
but is it a substitute? Is it just as good, if that's what it means? To, uh, is it equal in, in, in value, if you will, uh, in efficacy? Uh, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, God made humans for relationship. Uh, we, have a, we have a very sacramental view of God, that he is really present mm -hmm. with us, mm -hmm. and, and we are supposed to be really present with each other. Yeah, it's not even just a view. It's the actual experience of physically yeah. being involved in that. And I think a lot of the, the difference of opinion, different, different perspectives. I think the different perspectives on online church versus in-person church has very much to do with the different perspectives on what is worship. Sure. And I think probably that's the underlying question to this article's question is, are internet services as good as church? I think they're talking about worship services. No, that's exactly what's being mentioned here. So the question is, what is a worship service? And I, I think a big part of this just comes out to be convenience too, right? That people aren't thinking about that in this way. If I compare it to something else during the pandemic that maybe myself and my wife changed. Uh, during the pandemic, we started having groceries delivered to our house. That was an easy way to be able to get things we needed not being able to go out to, to stores for one reason or another, sometimes even uh, not having the capability at certain points when we were supposed to be kind of mm -hmm. locked down a little bit more, uh, when we were not feeling well and being able to go out. And now that's something that's kind of stuck with us a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't mind still going to the store, but uh, we still do order a lot of stuff online now. We get used to it, we got comfortable with it. And I think maybe that's probably where some people are coming from uh, they're saying now that they believe that this worship online is equal to or superior to mm -hmm. in-person worship. But maybe, you know, they're not thinking about it in the same terms. Just like maybe sometimes I don't think about it in the same terms of going to the store that I get to select my own produce. Because I know when I select my own produce, if I go to the apple section, I might be there for, you know, a minute selecting the three apples that I want to pick because I want the best. Now, if somebody's just going in there and doing it for me, they're just doing it real quick. It's very, very, very different. And so maybe it's a convenience thing too. But I do want to reiterate what you uh, already said, just so people hear it again. Online worship is an amazing tool. We have people who are shut-ins, who watch online and participate. We have people who uh, are snowbirds or families that go on vacation that still participate with us uh, in worship and they're able to, to do so from a distance. We have people in other states that have moved away and haven't been able to find a church yet. And so they're still using our congregation to be able to fulfill this need. We but, have people who sleep in. Yeah. Well, that yeah. happens. That's yeah. normal. Sure. It's normal okay. to sleep in on a Sunday. Sure. But instead of completely missing church, they might say, hey, Sunday night. They might there say, hey, you, you go. know what? Let's see what that sermon was. Let's see what the children's choir sounded like. And just so you know, yeah. you so can't use that excuse every week that I accidentally slept in. No, but we have <laughs> online services yes. because it's a tremendous tool. We believe it's a tremendous tool to share the gospel. But the, if you're gonna, if you're so, but if you're gonna ask me, is it as good as worship in in, in the church? Then I don't think so. Well, let's do even so. Let's think about actually. More than that, you right? talked about the convenience, but yeah, and I think it's a great example. It's absolutely a key factor there, right? The convenience of it, and you got as many comments as I did about people saying, oh, you know, especially in 2020. Oh, I love going to church in my pajamas. Oh yeah. Oh, sit yeah. in my coffee, yep. sit in my recliner, yep. just curl up under a blanket on the couch. Sure. 
and just uh, they love the comfort and convenience of it. Well, I would say using the uh, delivery analogy, I think maybe that's what I'm getting at is the question underneath it. What is worship? Mm. Is it a one-way street? Mm. Is it just something I need to get delivered to me? Or is there a two-way street uh, interaction going on there? So maybe open that up a little bit for our listening audience then. So if you open up our uh, hymnal in the front where it has the services in the front, it's called divine service. It is primarily God serving us. It's like we come to his house for him to be able to serve us in ways uh, that are specifically you know, tied to and blessed around uh, the word and sacrament that happens during a worship service. And then we respond by serving God, mm-hmm. the divine service. Mm-hmm. So it's this two-way interaction that's going on. And I remember back in seminary, haha. But uh, we talked about just all the symbolism there are in churches yeah. right, all over the world. Yes. But even, even where the pastor stands is symbolic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, if the pastor is facing the congregation, so think about the words of absolution, reading the, the gospel, sharing a message with the people, mm-hmm. uh, the benediction, the blessing at the end of the service, uh, that's kind of that Old Testament role of the prophet speaking God's word to the people. So mm-hmm. we're receiving God's serving us when He forgives our sins. Oh well, when He administers, you know, the sacrament, Holy Communion, uh, when He blesses us, when He reads, you know, the, the word of God to us, which is powerful, living, active, and means of grace. And then when the pastor turns around and faces the altar, he's fulfilling that Old Testament role of the priest. Mm-hmm. He's speaking our confessions to God of sins, our prayers of the church, the prayers for the people of the church. And so that's our our songs of praise and thanksgiving in response to God. So there's this interaction that goes on mm-hmm. in a very different way, a special way, wherever two or three are gathered in, in his name, especially around the table, around the word and the sacrament. And there's no... There's just not any substitution for that kind of uh, blessing. Now, I agree. There's, there's, yep. Now, I'm not saying the gospel works everywhere. Yep. The word always works. If it's coming through this podcast right now or through a live stream during a worship service, it's absolutely God's spirit is there and working. But I'm just not ready to say it's it's on par with being in person. Well, just I'm like, glad we have it, though. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, both of us, again, we can't reiterate that enough. You know, on this discussion, just like anything else, I think it has already been had in our world many times. Even before the concept of technology was involved, this concept of in-person, just like anything we will ever look at, you will usually see it is addressed in some pretty key way within Scripture already. And so I have uh, just one brief section I'd like to bring up, just two verses that I think really hit well. And it's from the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. You know where I'm going with this, Mm -hmm. Pastor Mark. And we hear the words, uh, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, you think about how many 
you know, millennia ago it was that these words were written, but that the same thing was occurring, obviously, that some individuals within the church were not meeting together. They, they thought that, you know, it wasn't that they weren't Christians anymore, but they were giving up this, this habit that it's called of being able to come together and to be able to encourage one another, to be able to worship, and to know that every day that goes by is a day closer to the day of the Lord returning. You know, this is something important for us to remember too, that when we come together for worship, yes, it is super important that we are meeting with our Lord, but there's also just not that uh, vertical component, but that horizontal one in which we are meeting with one another, in which we worship together, that we are this body of Christ, that we are communing together, that we are singing together, that we are confessing together. Yeah. All these things we do together, we do it in unison. And really, I think in the home, there's something that uh, can be missed there. Again, super tool, but we wanna make sure that this is being you know, addressed in our life that we are still a part of that body so that we can celebrate with each other when things are going great and so we can mourn with each other when things are not going great and being able to support each other. It's a big uh, way about how God created us literally from the very beginning since Adam and Eve until the way that you and I live our lives today. Absolutely. I uh, met with, uh, talked with the pastors around us here in the valley, had actually one meeting this summer just to focus on online outreach and online ministries and online worship services and I think that it was unanimous I mean the consensus of all the pastors was that it is a great tool it's to share the gospel to keep people connected to the church it's a great supplement or re uh, even replacement for people who can't attend yeah whether they're uh, you know all the reasons but their ultimate goal for the online content that they provide is to somehow funnel them brought bring them into the physical body of Christ, the congregation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, that's kind of the way I look at it too. It's You're always going to serve other people, but I think our primary goal there is to bring people into the fellowship of a family of faith here. And that's how actually this article concludes, is that there's a, one of the individuals that they're speaking with, uh, they were talking about, do people want to get rid of this online experience or not? Some people were saying, yeah, we want to completely get rid of it. Some people were saying we want to completely go to online. And some people were saying, you know, we just want to continue to offer it. But uh, I like how the article actually concluded of lifting it up, but also pushing the in-person. Uh, it's the, the individual they interviewed said, we are reaching people that we couldn't reach before. Mm -hmm. I think it's the new front door. And I really like that attitude, right? Because if you think about what a front door is, even into your home, right? That's just the first step, as you were mentioning, to be able to get somebody into the home, to be able to welcome somebody into your family. And this is really what this can be, you know, a way for us to be able to reach out to people maybe that we couldn't reach before. I know we've seen that here at Desert Foothills uh, in person, that that has, has happened. And it's something that, like you said, is a really fantastic tool that we have. Yeah, I think we just uh, welcomed some new members into the church and uh, they all uh, greet or commented, you know, how did you find us? How did you finally come to worship in person with us? And it was, they all had said, well, we watched your yeah. service online first. Yeah, yep. Some, of, some people watched for months yes, this before just they happened, finally come this in just person. just happened two weeks ago. Two that's weeks happened ago. multiple times, yep. yeah, this yep. year. So it is a great tool. And that's actually the way Andy Stanley talks about uh, making disciples. He talks about the, you want to get people to the entryway, to the den, to the kitchen. Hmm. And it's interesting, right? So the entryway is just the, kind of the welcomes, yep. kind of the front door, yep. get to know people. 
the living room, that's where there's uh, some Bible studies, some social activity, but eventually we'll get them in the kitchen because you know what? Not only are you getting the work done in the kitchen, that's where you're really building relationships yeah. too, right? Yeah. You think about it, you're having heart. a party yeah. right there in the kitchen. So yeah, the online services and, and devotions and podcasts, everything we've got. It's a, a fantastic front door. I'm, I'm really glad we're doing it now. And I'm glad we've learned to do it better yes. over the last year. Yes. It was a steep learning curve, but I'm glad we got it. All right. Well, I'll leave you guys with, uh, I'm not going to read it all. You can read Psalms uh, 95, 96, 97. It's just uh, so many great words there on worship. I don't know. Maybe I'll read Psalm 95, verse 6. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. All right. Come, come to God's house and worship and bow down. It's a physical experience as much as it is a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So thanks for joining us for this podcast. Thanks for listening online. We really it, appreciate it. It's a time. great tool, so share it. Yep. Share it, and then we'll invite them into the entryway and the den and the kitchen. And thanks again uh, for everybody sending those articles into us too. If you see something that sticks out, shoot it over to us this week if you get a chance. Yeah, we'd be glad to talk about it. All right. God bless you, everybody. See you next time.